Welcome to the Thought Leader Podcast. I'm Dr. Kent. And I'm Randy Baker. And on the Thought Leader Podcast, we talk to interesting guests who will challenge your thinking and create impact in the world. It was really interesting to talk to Mark Van Riemenam today. Don't ask me to say his last name again. R-I-J-M-E-N-A-M. Go check him out. But he's the digital speaker and literally shows up virtually for events. And we love chatting with him about, you know, kind of what happens if real Mark has a chance to hang out with virtual Mark and other fun stuff. So take a listen to this uh, short interview we did with Mark. Take particular interest in his vision of the future and where he would like artificial intelligence to go and how a virtual speaker could actually speak to other virtual speakers. Very interesting stuff. And check it out. It's our very real interview coming up next. And on that note, I kind of want to dive in, Mark, because we had a chance to go around your site and see you virtually. Of course, right now we also see you virtually. You're not in the room with us, but really, really in- intrigued by the idea of the digital speaker. So tell us about this thing. This is this is wild. Sure. Well, it's um, it's been a, a, a long and, and a nice adventure to create the digital speaker. So, uh, but it all basically started about a year ago at the start of the coronavirus. Um, so, I am um, a speaker, a keynote speaker, and until the Corona uh, crisis started, I used to fly all around the world to help organizations on digital transformation, the future of work. Um, you know how they can build the organization of tomorrow with you know emerging tech. But that, of course, stopped uh, the moment uh, the, the pandemic uh, hit. Uh, so I had to reinvent myself. And I thought, you know, why don't I practice what I preach and I digitize myself? So instead of uh, you know, just talking about it, I'm going fully digital myself and I'm digitally transforming whatever I do. And that's how I created uh, my digital twin. It's the first, I think the first digital twin that has a YouTube channel. I am now available as an avatar, um, as a hologram or a combination of both. And the uh, the objective is not only because I, I, I really enjoy doing it and it's being recorded in virtual reality, but also because it's a fantastic metaphor of, of how I can help organizations. Because you know if I can become digital, then any organization can become digital. And it's immediately also shows you all the benefits that come with you know digital transformation because with my avatar i can speak at multiple locations at the same time i can speak in any language uh, all of a sudden uh, you know i can be anywhere because i can literally be in any studio on or off this world you know the possibilities are endless and that's the same story i always tell to organizations of of how they of, of the benefits of digital transformation so it, it really all sort of all came together and uh, it's it's a really nice thing to do and to experiment with and uh, yeah to uh, that's how it's sort of created. So before you became digital, um, when you were actually made of cells and blood and all those <laughs> good things. So what, you know, uh, did you, you grew up in Holland? How did things start? How'd you get into business? How'd you end up, you know, doing this stuff, becoming a speaker? Most people I know who are great speakers stumbled into it. 
<laughs> well, that's that's what happened to me as well. So it started about a decade ago. Um, I went on a fantastic adventure. I circumnavigated Australia on a push bike for charity, nice. uh, which was an <laughs> absolutely something totally different, but a, a fantastic thing to do. Um, I did it in, uh, together with a friend, and we did it in 100 days, uh, which was a, a massive challenge by itself. But after you know, once you've done that, uh, I didn't want to w- work for a boss anymore. I really want to start my own company. So I did. I failed. Um, so I had to get a job. Didn't like it. Got myself fired. I started again. <laughs> and literally on the Sunday, uh, I decided, you know, what shall I do uh, with my life? Um, I came up with the idea. I think big data is going to be hot. Let's do something with big data. But I don't know anything about big data. Let's uh, teach myself and share that knowledge uh, online. So on Monday, my website was live, and I started teaching myself and sharing that 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 knowledge online. And uh, funny enough, a month and a half later, I was invited as the expert at a conference for a paid gig uh, to be the expert on big data and share my vast knowledge on big data with the audience. And that was, of course, for me, a, um, yeah, a crazy experience, but also you know, an eye opener. If in the land of the, land of the blind, you know, the one eye is king. So I, I really went down the rabbit hole uh, quite, quite, quite fast um, and, and learned about it. I have to push a pause button on that because you said that so fast. I want you to reiterate that one. The in the land in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. Was that yes, the line? Correct. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the saying, or at least it's a saying. And I think in Dutch, um, but that's sort of what it what it means. You know, if 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 nobody understands anything and you know a little bit more, then you are the expert, uh, which is of course also a crazy thing if you think about it. But for me, it was um, a, a weird experience to after one and a half month of getting into the subject already be seen as the expert. But then from there on. Um, a, a couple of months later, I uh, I was writing every day, uh, creating content every day, sharing content every day on social media. About four months later, I decided to compile all that I had written. And I thought, well, that's almost a book. So I, I sent out a few book proposals. And uh, lo and behold, a couple of weeks later, I had my first proposal uh, accepted and a contract of a book to be published. <laughs> a couple of months later after that, my first book was ready. So it, it, it really happened like really weird in, in, a, in a fast, fast yeah, a couple of months. Um, but that's sort of how it all started. And from there on, of course, I, I moved uh, more into it, uh, expanded my knowledge, not only in big data, but also blockchain and AI. I uh, wrote two more books, the PhD, uh, expanded my company, etc. So uh, from there, the, the one thing uh, yeah, rolled into the other uh, with at the peak, you know, creating my digital twin. So I want to, I want to go backwards a little bit here. So back in the 80s, I did an overland journey from Cape Town back to London. And when I was halfway across the Sahara, I met a crazy French guy on a bicycle. He was riding his bicycle from London to Cape Town. And uh, he'd been sponsored by a bicycle company. He had fat tires on his bicycle so he wouldn't get bogged down. I thought he was crazy. And then, then I hear about you because I'm Australian, I have a great idea of how far it is to ride circumnavigate Australia on a bicycle and to do it in 100 days. I have to say you are freaking crazy as well. <laughs> so I have two questions relating to that. One, why on earth would you try to do something like that? And two, how does that affect your thinking and that experience? How has that brought you to um, the digital speaker concept because I'm sure the two are connected. 
Yes, they are connected. But but let's first start with your first question. And um, why on earth would you do it? Uh, simple, because it's fun. And uh, the story started uh, with a with a friend of mine, and we are still very good friends. So that's that's mm -hmm. good. <laughs> um, that's and good. Uh, um, it started in a pub, and uh, we basically said, you know, why don't we go on an adventure and and do a very very long bicycle ride? We said, sure, shook hands and uh, continued to drink a few beers and. And that, that was it. Uh, but then two years later, after you know, sort of um, talking about it on a regular basis, we thought, yeah, we really either stop talking or we start doing. Uh, and then we shook hands again, um, and then we, we decided to start doing it. And we, we prepared and we organized everything. And we researched you know, the hell out of it. Um, the funny thing is the original idea was to cycle from Patagonia to Alaska. But that was a bit, we thought, you know, that's that's. I mean, as far as 25,000 kilometers and it's quite dangerous uh, because of certain areas so we thought I had been to Australia um, and I thought well, yeah, Australia is relatively flat uh, it's, it's a circle it's an island you know how hard yeah. can it be <laughs> and, <laughs> and that, that's sort of how, it's, how it started <laughs> I'm just thinking about those long days going across the Nullarbor they would have been terrible <laughs> oh, they, those were I think of, uh, one of the most amazing days uh, of the entire yeah. trip and for those who, who are not aware of the Nullarbor but the Nullarbor is a uh, a plain, flat, deserted area of a width of about 1,200 kilometers. Uh, but we mm -hmm. had a tailwind, so we did it in five and a half days, um, oh, uh, which was right. absolutely, absolutely amazing. Um, and we figured out uh, around the entire trip that Australia is not flat. <laughs> it's very <laughs> hilly, <laughs> and it's uh, it's an incredible country, you know. Um, and I, I went back and did my PhD there afterwards. Um, and uh, no, it's uh, it was a fantastic, absolutely mind-blowing experience i can talk about about it for hours um of all the you know the things that happened all the anecdotes and and you know the the, the crazy experience uh, that that we, we went through but also and then i'll come to, to your second question one of the great things about this adventure you know it was it was a very simple life it was sleep eat drink and cycle and that was it and uh, the advantage of that is that you had to release a lot of creativity uh, so it enabled you to think and your mind is absolutely your mind was overflowing with creativity because you you you, li you live this very simple simple life to a certain extent it was also very hard life obviously because you know if we we did 165 kilometers on average per day um, with some uh, some days up to 250 um, so it's a very very hard uh, difficult exercise to do also physically and and one of the things uh, that I, I the lessons I, I took away from from this trip was that you know you can basically achieve anything um, as long as you have you know perseverance as long as you have you know focus in what you're doing you have a, um, a positive attitude you have discipline to to, to train and to, to, to go the ex extra length but you're also flexible in terms of you know uh, the route that you're taking to your destination because it's not always the the, the route that you can follow and then those lessons that I learned during that cycle trip I took with me when when I started my career uh, as an entrepreneur, which has been very hard at times, you know, very difficult um, and uh, not always easy as, you know, no, uh, almost no career is, I would say, um, let alone, you know, for entrepreneurs, it's, it's a challenging life. There's a lot of ups and, and a, lot of, a lot of downs, often more downs than ups. And you have to, you know, you have to have this positive mindset. You have to have the discipline to persevere uh, and to focus on what you want to achieve, but you should also be flexible into the direction that you're taking. Um, and uh, for, yeah, the, the best example is, uh, is, you know, I had my my business was going well before Corona, and all of a sudden Corona came and my business just 
dropped 70%. Um, and I had to reinvent myself. I had to be flexible um, to, to come up with a new direction. Um, and that's how the digital speaker came about. Uh, so uh, they are very much uh, you know, connected to two. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm forever grateful that uh, my friend and I, we, we did decide to, to go on this journey because it, it's, it, up until now, I think it still has been uh, the most amazing experience I've ever done. So I recommend just to all of our listeners, I recommend that you you go on an adventure, that you go and do something that is kind of crazy as an adventure. You don't really know what you're going to get out of it, but I guarantee you, you're going to find yourself. And when you find yourself, that is uh, that is what will drive you forward to the next next phase yeah. in your life. And uh, yeah. I, I still get as as we speak at this moment goosebumps by thinking about that uh, because I can yeah. very much picture the moment when it changed, literally changed my life. Uh, I can yeah. picture the exact moment when it happened. Um, and uh, uh, we said to each other as well, before we, we, we went on the trip and it's actually exactly a decade ago now, almost on, on the date we went on the, on, on the June 10th, uh, 2011. We said to each other before we left, before we started talking, when we return, we are different people. The mark that is starting this trip will be different from the mark that will have finished this trip. And yes, I completely agree to any of to all the listeners, you know, with you, you know, go on an adventure, take this couple of months off, um, um, do something where everyone says, "Don't do it, you're stupid, uh, uh, you can't do it," because that's all the things that we were told. You, know, you, you can't do it. You're not a cyclist. How can you, uh, you know, on, on Earth doing it? It's just, it's the equivalent of four times cycling the Tour de France back to back, same distance, same time frame, and we were. We're not, not athletes. We, we didn't cycle, apart from being Dutch. We cycled to work and everywhere, but we didn't cycle uh, that amount. But it's the, the fact that you have to push you physically to a level that you almost never have to do in, in, in your life. That really changes you mm. as a person. Um, and yes, I can recommend anyone to, to go do it, to, yeah, to explore this. So I have done that for the last... Um 40 years every year or every couple of years I take off on another adventure and I've traveled through 130 countries and wow. always trying new things, always testing myself, always physically challenging myself and it just helps the brain to remain A, creative and B, very active. So Mark, we like to keep these interviews really quite short but you know, you're a super interesting guy. I'm trying to understand now where you want to take the digital speaker. What... Two, two questions there in my mind. How is your target audience receiving the digital speaker concept and where do you wish to take it? And maybe even a third question, how can we help? Sure. So it's, it's, it's been received very well. Um, I have released um, nine episodes now uh, of uh, the, the Tech Journal, which is basically the um, yeah, sort of recording of the digital speaker. I call it the digital speaker series. I've done a few um, uh, keynotes as an avatar. Um, I've done the first TED talk, TEDx talk in virtual reality worldwide ever. Uh, which was a pretty pretty cool experience where I talked about digitalism, which is a whole different concept, but which we can also talk about for hours um, about you know how the struggle for data and how that will, will go. And it's been received very well. Um, it is still in an MVP, minimum viable you know product stage. Um, so my avatar is a bit rusty. It's a bit you know it's 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 not the way I want it to be. But that's just, that's a matter of of time and you know investment in, in technology to improve it. Where I want to go is um, I want to develop the first um, a live uh, talk show in virtual reality. 
and uh, where um, I can invite, um, yeah, I can interview interesting people uh, where not me as a physical person is interviewing the people, uh, but my avatar is interviewing the avatars of the famous people. That is such a cool idea. I, mean, I love that. So that's that's where I want to go to. Um, of course, that's a long, you know, there needs to be a lot to be to be able to do that. Um, I want my audience to be in that studio then there as well, um, so that they can literally join the talk show from anywhere in the world, be fully present, maybe even wander around the digital studio, uh, wherever that studio might be. You know, it can be on the moon, it can be, you know, whatever. Yeah, everything is possible. Um, and um, so that's that's my objective where I want to go. And uh, yeah, how can you help you know, to make that possible? Anyone who is who, who has some knowledge of, of how we can make this happen, uh, you know, what kind of technology do we need? How do we need to do this? Yeah, I'm I'm very much open to collaborations and to to working with people to to make this happen. The message I, I share is around technology and how we can use technology for good, you know, um, and not for uh, you use technology in a positive way and not in a negative way. And that's what I try to convey with this, you know, what I want to achieve with this with this digital speaker series as well, and with this creating this virtual talk show um, um, uh, yeah, to make this happen. So anyone who's listening who wants to help, you know, please uh, shoot, a, shoot a message. Uh, we'd be love to talk to you. So to kind of close us up, because we, we love to keep it super punchy and fun, uh, I have a question for you about, I'll, I'll kind of hit you hard at the end, which I love the digital speaker, love the idea, but to be honest, I like you more and so i'm wondering what you could do to kind of come out of the shadow of the digital speaker more and be more uh mark and kind of show up more as yourself as well as your digital twin because for me i'm my side of the shop is more about the branding and the story and i'm really interested in your story but i sense very little of it so far and so i we don't have enough time for me to probe but i would love to know that the crazy kid that ended up, you know, you, you are a thought leader in the digital space. But before you were a leader, you were having those thoughts at three, four, five, six years old. So I'd love to see more of that story from where you brought that from your parents and how you have this, maybe even European sensibility, maybe international sensibility, the, the Australian, the world, the world stage, all of that. But how does Mark step out of the shadows? That's a, a very interesting question, um, uh, and so I've been I've been in, involved with tech for about a decade now. I've always tried to push myself and and, and to create them, you know, share whatever I, I, I've been doing. I've chosen the digital speaker now because it's you know we live in a digital world, um, and I think it's a, it's it's as I mentioned, it's a great metaphor of 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 how we can interact with the world, and it's also a world where we are heading to. We are moving to to the metaverse, uh, where you know we have a full integration between the virtual and the, the real world. Of course, I, I I still really enjoy appearing in person, <laughs> you know, doing in person events or keynotes or talks or whenever that's that's possible again you know i really really enjoy that and i of course will continue to do that and share my story that way as well um, and maybe i can you know do also combinations where um, uh, i have a conversation with my digital twin uh, a, I like, on life i like that stage. idea i think to to where it becomes i i think you're breathing so much life into your digital twin which is amazing i'd say in your site and everywhere else my encouragement is to say think about what the natural mark is because you are very 
emotive, passionate, you're a storyteller. So to kind of contrast the two will be really interesting if you punch that up. That's a very interesting point, and I will definitely take that with me uh, because um, I, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see if we if we can combine the two in, in some some way. Uh, so thanks very much for your for for this input. I really appreciate it. So thank you for your time, Mark. Um, we've run out of time. In fact, we've gone over time, and that's an example of, of what happens when we have interesting guests on our, on our podcast. Uh, and you are definitely interesting. I encourage you to uh, spend some time thinking about story. Your background is what is going to attract people to you, and I'm sure that is in part of your, your speaking engagements. You talk about that. But that's the, that's the side that people will become very attracted to you. And maybe we should have a, a chat offline. And uh, in the meantime, if anybody wants to find you and talk with you, how do they find you? Uh, they can find me at thedigitalspeaker.com. Um, uh, you can find me on verrijmenam.com, but I guess thedigitalspeaker.com is easier to find uh, because my, my last name, my surname is very difficult, even for Dutchies, or, or on Twitter or on LinkedIn. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm quite easy to find online. Van Rijmenam. Yes, correct. <laughs> Pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs> nice. Very close, actually. <laughs> nice. Thank you so much for talking to us. This has been great. Thanks for having me on the show. It's, uh, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much, Mark. Well, thank you, Mark. It was great listening to you today. And you really shook me a bit when you threw up the opportunity or the possibility of having a, a virtual Mark talking to a virtual Elon or a virtual Randy talking to a virtual Sir Richard Branson. Fascinating stuff can't wait to um see where you go with things really really exciting stuff and you know all bets are off for what we're going to be doing in 10 years so if you'd like to um you know sit on your perch uh from the moon or um mars or wherever you might be come check out thoughtpartnergroup.com and, and fill out the one minute assessment you can even do it from the john if that's where you check your mail and, and surf the web and so a minute of your time, we promise to spend a minute of our time and you're going to get some results from just from doing a quick assessment. In the meantime, maybe you'd like to subscribe to one of our podcasts. We might bore you, we might annoy you, but uh, or we might tickle your ear, but we'll never go past about 15, 20 minutes uh, with these interviews. We like to keep it punchy and short and fun. So come check out all of our podcasts anytime. Mm-hmm.